Straight Up with Donnie. From first dates and fashion advice, nights out, and the latest trends. Ex-girl and boyfriends. How does he know so much? You want to know why? Call him our insider. Straight Up's best non-girlfriend a girl could have. Ah! Here's Donnie. Hey, girl. Hey, Donnie here. Yes, you guys might know me. I host a show called Anxiety Radio with my girl, Zara Barry, and it's on the DNR Network. You can go to dnrstudios.com to check out that show. What we talk about is we talk about anxiety, we talk about depression, we talk about millennial shit. We have segments called Woke But Broke, where we're talking about saving money and how to deal with money, because oftentimes in this crazy world, people are so afraid to talk about our finances. It's like, bruh. We all have money issues, but most of us, unless you're uh, Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman, and then you're just paying for your kids to go to whatever colleges they want, making up ACT scores, making up SAT scores, giving them water polo scholarships, and they don't even play water polo or even know how to swim. It's really wild because I remember when I took my uh, ACTs I took. Because then I went to high school in Alabama. So, yeah, it was the ACTs, not the SATs. The ACTs. And I did okay. I did not do great. And just the thing about standardized testing. Standardized testing is really hard. And I know um, I don't want to get off on a tangent about standardized testing because uh, that's crazy and not really what I'm going to talk about. But I know that I am actually a semi-smart person. But I'm not good at taking tests. So that's why I always – I hate these standardized testing where it's like, oh, well, you have to score above a certain percentile in order to get into these type of colleges. It's like, yeah, well, look at the work that I've done. I went to math class every day, and I'm damn good at math. I went to uh, history, and I made really, really good grades. I made A's and B's all throughout high school. But yet on my ACT, I didn't do so great. So it's just like it really like counterbalances each other because then most of the colleges look at the ACT score. And if you don't score above a certain pointage, then you're not even allowed to get into the school or really like apply for the school, which is kind of silly. And it's kind of silly, this whole Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman thing, because these are rich people. I'm going to take it. I mean, the rich white people, but we're going to take the race out of it. But they're rich people who are already have crazy advantages. And it's like, so now you want to take your crazy advantages that you already have because you are wealthy, because you are the child of a celebrity, and now you want to pay for your kids? You want to bribe these colleges in order to let your kids in? Uh, It's really crazy, but I digress. But also, uh, back to me. So I'm Donnie, and uh, a lot of you guys might know me from, I produced the Taylor Strecker show and co-host on there, and I also produced the Naughty But Nice with Rob show, which is a show about celebrity gossip. And he owns a website called NaughtyGossip.com. So basically, how the show came about is uh, Straight Up with Donnie was uh, in the incubator. I, I want to say it was like 2013 when I also worked at SiriusXM, which is kind of how I know Derek Romain and how I know uh, Taylor Strecker. And what happened was I wanted to do a show for Cosmo Radio. So this is when Taylor was on Wake Wake Up With Taylor on Cosmo Radio. And we went through the process of creating these demos, and everybody was kind of all about it. And then, as usual in this business, there was internal things that happened, and then, before we knew it, Cosmo Radio was no longer on the air. And so I I thought it would be great, because I was like, what? Cosmo Radio is, like, super cool. It's about women. It's about empowering women. It's talking about dating, sex, fashion, pop culture, you know, and 
but they don't have a gay guy. I was like, what in the world are we doing? Come on. Everybody needs like a gay bestie in their life. So I was like, this is a no brainer. And other people there thought the same thing. And well, life took crazy turns after that. And I went on uh, a different path. I hosted a different path, not past. I went on a different path. I hosted an FM morning show down the shore in Jersey. I stuck with uh, Sirius XM on OutQ. I hosted a sports show on weekends. Yeah, bro. I know all about sports. Um, I don't really know that much about sports. I just <laughs> knew about hosting. And the guy I was hosting with didn't know anything about hosting. So it kind of worked out. He knew sports. I knew hosting. So it was match made in heaven. And then uh, lots of things happened. I started writing for Elite Daily. If you guys know EliteDaily.com. And so just different paths. Well, then now I was like, you know what? I want to get back to doing this show that was taken away from me. I want to do that show because I love talking about dating and sex and fashion and pop culture. And I love talking to women. Not saying that men can't listen to the show because men can perfectly listen to the show because you guys, we all have the same issues in life. Gender, to me, shouldn't matter. It's like, who cares? We all go through the same things. We all get sad. Every episode of Grey's Anatomy, I cry. I know you bitches out there crying too, so don't lie to me. Uh, So lots of things going on in the world right now. And there will be more episodes to come, so thank you for checking this one out. Definitely more episodes of Straight Up With Donnie to come. But first, I want to kick it off. So this week, Colton Underwood. (sighs) I swoon. He really gets me. And I don't know why. There's a lot of people out there who hate The Bachelor. And I don't know what it is. So literally, you're either Team Bachelor or you're Team Hate The Bachelor. There's really no in the middle of the road. Granted, I will say, though, I do watch The Bachelorette more uh, because I I do like the idea of one woman and, you know, 20 guys because that could be my fantasy. But, um, I do love that. But I, I do like The Bachelor, and I really liked Colton, and I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, he's so wholesome, he's a virgin, who cares? He's a great guy. Well, he comes across as a great guy. Yeah, a little weird hair on this, uh, <laughs> kind of like the live reunion. Uh, a, a little strange, but you know what? Everybody's entitled to change it up. At least he didn't go blonde. Uh, can we talk about that for a second? Spring is coming up. Now look at yourself in the mirror, and I want you to ask yourself... One question. Would I look good as a blonde? And if you don't know that answer, I'm going to answer it for you. The answer is most likely no. (laughs) Because I'm going to say I tried to go blonde once. Oh, huh? No. It was not cute. I, well, it wasn't terrible. But it was not cute because I'm white. And when I say I'm white, I mean I am very white. So uh, with, in blonde hair, it really kind of bleaches you out, bleaches your hair, bleaches out your skin. You look like pale as fuck. It's not a cute look. So not everybody should go blonde. And I know we all have to be like, oh, girl, that looks good. Tell a friend. Be honest. Look at her and go, hey, sweetie, your eyes are beautiful, but your blonde hair sucks. And then that's being a good friend. But black to uh, Colton, which I guess he did choose a blonde in Cassie. So I, I happen to like Cassie. Cassie, I think, was my favorite, and she was the one that I was really rooting for. I am a little curious because I do, re- I see that she was on another reality show with her ex-boyfriend. I guess it was current ex-boyfriend, and I. So I'm like, what are your intentions there? That makes me a little nervous because I think Colton is actually there for the right reasons. And that's what makes me happy about the show. And that's what I really love about the show. 
So let's be honest. Some of the girls are there just because they want Instagram followers. They want Instagram fame. They want, you know, other reality shows. Some of them want to be the next Bachelorette. But then, this is the part that I really like. There is a certain group of people, or a certain group of women there, who actually want to find love. And the hopeless romantic in me, I, I really, it makes me smile, and it makes me cry and it makes me laugh and I really do love it because I am a huge hopeless romantic and so I watch this and I'm like yes you guys want to find love I want to find love so I mean people always ask me what are you looking for in a relationship what are you looking for and it's going to sound so cliche and some of you guys are going to roll your eyes because I even roll my eyes when I say it but I really do mean it I'm looking for someone who when they see me they see a home They see someone at the end of the day, they've had a terrible day or they've had a long day at work. They see someone that they can come home to and they can just let all their worries away. They can smile. They can laugh. I want them to see that. I want them to see a home. I want them to see a family because I do want kids down the road. Obviously not now because I live in New York City and I'm barely struggling to pay the rent as it is. But I definitely want kids down the road. But this is what I want them to see. I want them to see the white picket fence. I want them to see dogs. I want them to be happy. I want them to feel like this is somewhere they can come to. And I genuinely feel like that is what some of these women are there to find. And that's why I do love the show. So I think you can knock it all you want to. But some of the people are actually there to find love. And I know what you're thinking. Well, why can't you just find love on Tinder or Bumble or for the gay people out there, even Grindr? Uh, which I will say, I actually have been talking to this guy on Grinder lately, and it kind of makes me happy. Be- and I feel almost kind of weird about it because I, I didn't exchange any nude pics with him. There was like no kind of sexual talk, no sort of anything. If anything, we exchanged dog pics. And I was like, oh my gosh, you sent me a dog pic before a nude pic? I don't know. He's a unicorn. It like never happens. I, I literally, I was crying going, well, well. I was going to say I wasn't crying, but actually I I think I did tear up only because I was watching Grey's Anatomy and I was watching the episode where Matthew and Kepner um, got into the car crash and we all thought Kepner died for a second. And that that episode really kind of makes me go through it because I'm that nerd who everybody has a favorite character in Grey's Anatomy. Nobody's favorite character is April Kepner except for me. I was obsessed with Dr. Kepner. She literally was everything. Everything she said, I laughed, I giggled. She could be like, you know, pass me the scope. I'd be like, oh, Kepner, you get me. I love you so much. It was really weird. All my friends would be like, Donnie, Kepner sucks. She's annoying. She's nosy. I was like, but that's what I love about her. She loves God and she loves, you know, people and she loves loves and she loves helping people and she loves annoying people and I love her for it. Anyways, I digress. And so back to finding love on an app. The thing is those this. And so I feel kind of weird because I'm like, well, I'm talking to somebody who in reality, this is kind of a sex app, which I guess anymore though, people are using Tinder or Bumble to kind of hook up with people. But intentionally, those are supposed to be dating apps. Well, I'm using this app, which is known for a like, I guess, hooking up with people. 
I'm using it to kind of meet and date people because this guy's really cool. And for me, it was like, you're so different than the rest. Granted, he might not be different. He might be sending, you know, dick pics to everybody he knows that's on there. But he didn't send them to me. And maybe that just means he doesn't want to hook up with me. But he did. He said he wanted to hang out. So I don't know. Oh, maybe we just want to be friends. Maybe I'm just realizing right now. I'm, I just got friend zoned. And I didn't even know it. Oh, wow. What a realization. Uh, anyway, so I'll move on to the next point. Is that people are saying, why can't they just find love? And their hometowns on Tinder or these different dating apps. And the reason is, is it's hard. And you know why it's hard? Because there are a lot of dating apps, but there are a lot of people on these dating apps. And some of the people there aren't actually looking to date. But also, dating apps are they're convenient and they're easy and they can be fun. But they also give us like a false sense of hope. Because people are sitting at home. And they're comfortable, they're in their own room, they're in their own bed, they're just like talking to you, so they feel comfortable. So they're able to kind of talk right back, so the conversation may move much smoother, and they really don't run out of things to say. Well, that doesn't always happen when you meet somebody in person. And so that's why finding love on a dating app is hard, especially because I say it's like you're creating a textual relationship. Because you may even jump into like, oh, you know, talking sexual talk with people, which is not, you know, uncommon or weird. It's, you know, perfectly normal. But the thing is, you're doing it at home, you're doing it in the comfort of your own home, so you feel comfortable doing it. But when you meet up with this person, a lot of times it really sabotages the relationship before it even gets started. Because in your head, you have a vision of, who this person is, but not only who this person is, but who you want this person to be. And that's the hard part of it because you have, such, you have set unrealistic expectations before even meeting this person only because you've been talking to them for a week, maybe two weeks, and you feel comfortable, but they also feel comfortable. So you're kind of letting out things that you wouldn't normally let out when you meet somebody in person for the first time. So when you do officially meet it's not as smooth and it's not as comfortable as you thought it was going to be. So you're, you leave there going, oh, they weren't the person I thought they were. But in reality, they are the person you thought they were. They just need a little time in person to get to be that comfortable person that they were texting you with. So this is my advice to you. If you are meeting somebody on a dating site, please... Give it time when you meet in person. Don't initially be like, oh, you're not who I thought you were. You were like much more talkative on there. They are that person. They just need a second to be that person when meeting you. It's easier to sit at home. It's easier to sit at work. It's easier to sit in a coffee shop and text that person and kind of say things that are rolling off your hat because there's no pressure on it because it's just text messages. And when meeting in person, there's more of a pressure because you're worried about the way you look. You're worried about how your breast smells. You're worried about, you know, is dinner going okay? Is this conversation okay? So it becomes awkward. So I'm just saying, Give it a couple chances before completely writing it off. But yes, I am Team Colton, and if he does not stick with Cassie, I am totally okay if Colton wants to come back for another season of The Bachelor. It really means a lot to me uh, that uh, he's so seems so genuine. And I always question, because I wonder... Uh, I would love to do The Bachelor. I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if ABC would ever do a gay Bachelor only because uh, it's 
would be hard. This is what people don't understand about gay people. Uh, yes, there are people who are verse, which means you can do top and bottom. But a lot of people, they're either one or the other. And so when you have, you know, 14 guys in a room, it's like, well, if The Bachelor is strictly one, then you have to find 14 guys that are the other and okay with just strictly being the other. So it does become a little more complicated. And gay guys, you know, they're known to be a little bit of a whore. So if you put 14 gay guys in a room, they're definitely going to sleep together. Uh, or at least some of them will sleep together, if not all 14 of them in one giant room and film it. And then that's what the season of The Bachelor would be about. But if ABC ever does decide to do a real season of The Bachelor, I am totally available and I would sign up in a heartbeat. I, I would be awful on there only because I would cry every episode, which could be cute, but would also be like... I, it would get annoying after a while. I, I already know that about myself, is that I cry in, incredibly way too much, and it, it loses its appeal after, you know, the 16th time of doing it. Um, so, yes, ABC, Bachelor, totes here for it. All right, guys, uh, coming up next, we got more Straight Up with Donnie right here. Straight Up with Donnie, the best non-girlfriend a girl could have. Welcome back to Straight Up with Donnie. Yes, the best non-girlfriend a girl could have. Follow me on Twitter at Radio Donnie or you can follow me on Instagram at Radio Donnie. Direct message me. If you want any tips on dating, on fashion, on anything, really, we're here to have an open conversation. You can direct message me there. So I write a dating gossip column for NaughtyGossip.com. And so this week, I want to talk about this week. You can go there, NaughtyGossip.com. Check it out. It's dating advice from our dating guru, Donnie. So basically, what it, this week, it's about your friends knowing what's best for you when it comes to dating. So what it stemmed from was, we all know the actress, Deborah Messing. She's from Will and Grace. She's Grace from Will and Grace. And so her best friend is George Stephanopoulos, which is the legendary newsman, George Stephanopoulos. And his wife is Allie Wentworth, which is a hilarious comedian. And you, if you guys saw Allie Wentworth's face, you would know exactly who Allie Wentworth is. Well, George, alongside his wife, Allie Wentworth, they've been trying to set Deborah Messing up on dates. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, what is a man setting a woman up on a date? What does he know about... Um, you know, setting her up. But I know it sounds crazy in theory, yet I'm here to tell you this is quite possibly the best thing for Deborah Messing because George and Allie are her friends. Like, they know, you know, what she likes. They really kind of know, you know, what movies she watches, what food she eats, what she dislikes. And why wouldn't you want somebody who knows all these things about you to be the person who's also looking for somebody else to kind of compliment you because you want to find somebody else who's into the same sorts of things you are so that way you guys can compliment one another. So I'm here to tell you that this is actually really great. And so I'm to telling you also, if you have friends out there trying to set you up on a date, go with it. Give it a shot because you'd be surprised with the guys or girls that your friends come up with. You should really let them set you up with your potential partner because we need to be more open about allowing our friends to set up because we can sometimes get in our own way when it comes to dating. That's the problem is a lot of times we find excuses right off the bat to not date a person or we will initially focus more on looks because you know we're a look society. That's like, Why is Instagram so popular? Because we're just looking at people or we're just looking at objects and most people are posting 
you know, pictures when they look their best. Nobody's like, here, I look hideous today. Let's post this picture. Let me get some likes. No, nobody's in that. So a lot of times we initially focus on looks and status rather than a person as a whole. And that's where our friends come in because our friends will oftentimes, they won't look at a person for their looks. They won't look at a person for their status. They're going to look at a person and be like, oh, wow, they have a really great personality. They're really funny. Or they love to cook. They also love to watch Law & Order SVU or they like Marvel movies and or they love to go swimming. They love hiking, like different things that we don't normally think about when initially trying to find someone to date. So that's where they come in. Because they know what's good for us, and they really want to see us happy. So, in the back of my mind, though, because I am, like, crazy, all I can really think in my head is, like, while I'm talking to you guys, I'm literally singing Dionne Warwick's song, That's What Friends Are For, and it's smiling, keep shining, I don't know. That's the only lyrics I know. So, but literally, that's what's going on in my head. So, definitely, if you have friends out there who are like, let me set you up on a date, let me do this for you, be open to it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, it's actually going to be a lot better than you think it is. Message me on Instagram at Radio Donnie, or you can message me on Twitter at Radio Donnie as well. There's more straight up with Donnie to come right now. Straight up with Donnie. Donnie. May not be turned off under penalty of law. Welcome back to Straight Up with Donnie. Ah, yes. So I went home recently. And ah, it's weird when you're an adult and you want to go home. I know that sounds like crazy because you're like, when you're adult, you should, you know, go home. But it, it, it really is. It's weird because your parents, not only your parents, but your family in general, they really do have expectations for your life that don't really meet your timelines. Uh, like, they're like, why aren't you married yet? Why don't you have kids? Why aren't you further along in your career? And it's like, well, those are all wonderful things. I'm not knocking those things. Hell, I would love to be in those situations. But the reality is, is I'm not. And the reality is, is I'm not going to be within the next six months or the next year. But I am working towards those things. But they don't understand it, and they don't want to hear it. And you, it, it becomes frustrating because I like I love you guys. You guys are the best, and I love my family. But when you drive them crazy when they come home to see you, it oftentimes like makes you not want to go home and see them. And often you become like a portion of yourself or a version of yourself that you were all those years ago when you were growing up, when you were in your adolescence. So if you have you know, a brother and a sister who are older than you, whenever you go home, you immediately revert back to you're the youngest or you're the baby in the group. And, but in your real life, that's not who you are. In your real life, you're the boss. You're the lead dog. You're the one you know, getting shit done at work. And there's nobody there to kind of, you know, a hierarchy to kind of put you down or put you in your place in the family. But when you go home, you, you sadly revert back to that. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's a natural part of life. But you don't want to do that because you're like, I don't want to revert back to who I was. I'm a different person now. And the thing that drives me crazy, and I know it drives other people crazy, is when your parents are like, so why are you single? And it's like, sweetie, honey, baby, 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 if I could answer to you why I was single, I wouldn't be single. 
Uh, trust me, if I knew, if I had my magic ball, let me whip out my magic ball, go, hmm, why is Donnie single? First of all, I might not want to know the answer. But B, it's like if I knew the answer, I would change it or I would attempt to fix it or figure out why and it wouldn't, I wouldn't be single. But the, also the alternative is, which a lot of people don't want to hear, is like, I'm okay with being single. And I think that's the, the scary part for a lot of people because I've known people in my life, they're serial daters. They go from one relationship to the other, and it's like back to back to back. And then they're like, oh, I love this person. It's like, well, how can you love this person? You literally just loved somebody else three weeks ago. I, I don't, I'm very confused. So for me, it's like that's not real love. That is somebody who is codependent on somebody else. And I feel like I am the complete opposite when it comes to being in a relationship is that I'm too independent, which also is a lot of reason that a lot of people are singles because we get so used to being alone. We get so used to doing things by ourselves that when somebody else is thrown in the mix, we don't really allow them to help us. We don't really allow them to contribute to our life because if you think about it, that's really what a relationship is. It's one person, it's you, and the other person, them, and you each have your own individual lives, you're doing your own thing, but you come together and you try and create a new life together. So you take you know, your strengths, you take their strengths, and you work together to kind of balance out each other's weaknesses. Well, when you're fiercely independent, which is a lot of times I struggle with, is that I don't allow somebody else to come in and kind of fix my weaknesses because for me, it's like, well, I know my weaknesses, but I'm working on them on my own. I don't really need you to come in and tell me what's wrong with me. I don't really need you to come in and fix me because I'm working on myself or I'm so comfortable with, you know, being alone. I'm so comfortable with working everything out on my own that having your input on it it just annoys me or it feels like you're trying to tell me what to do. And it really is a double-edged sword. So that I also have to work with. And also your parents never want to hear that. Just like, I'm okay being single because it's like, no, I want, I want to go to your wedding. I want to do this. And it's like, I will get married one day. Trust me, it will happen. Somebody as fabulous as I am can't stay single forever. But you never know. It's not going to happen now. It's not going to happen six months from now. Not going to happen a year from now because I'm single now, so I don't see myself getting married within the next year unless I do something totally crazy, which I have been known to get a little crazy and a little irrational and just do things. But one thing is like uh, cool is on the way home, on the flight home, which is where I'm going with the story, I walked into uh, a bookstore and I was looking for, I was really looking for that book, uh, Five Feet Apart, which I don't know, it's a new movie that's coming out, and it has, so I don't remember if you guys have seen Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. It was a Disney Channel show. Well, Dylan Sprouse, who has grown up to be one uh, handsome of a man. I don't know if you've seen him, but you guys literally go Google Dylan Sprouse right now. He He's a, a cute you grew up to be a cute man. So go Google him. And he's, he's starring in this new movie. It was based on a book about these two, a boy and a girl, who are sick and they're in a hospital. And if they get close together, their sicknesses can interact with each other and, you know, will cause irreparable damage. So they have to really stay five foot apart. And it's really sad. And it's like almost like the movie, did you see, see The Fault in Our Stars? 
which also a tearjerker. So it's kind of like that movie where it's people are sick and they really can't be next to each other because they're sick and it's this really big love story. But yeah, to go out, I just wanted to say that because I want you to check out Dylan's Prowls to see how freaking adorable the uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody kids grew up to be. Uh, but they didn't have that book there. So I ended up getting the book called Beautiful Boy, which is a movie that uh, recently came out. And um, it's the guy from The Office, and it's really going to drive me crazy right now. I don't know why I can't think of his name. Uh, the guy from The Office. You know who I'm talking about. Steve Carell. Boom. Ugh. I knew it would take me a second to get it. But Steve Carell, uh, Timothy Chalamet. I don't know how you say that. Chalamet. Uh, and Mora Tierney, which, if anybody out there watches, used to watch ER, you guys will know who uh, Mora Tierney is, uh, because I used to love ER, uh, the original Grey's Anatomy, which I think, I've heard NBC's bringing that back, so I'm really kind of, fingers crossed, that they bring back ER. But anyway, so this movie, it's about uh, a father and son's relationship, basically, and the father gets divorced from the mother, and they go to court, and they're kind of doing a custody battle, and... The court decides that the son should live with the father during the school year, live with the mother uh, on the summers. Well, they live in California. One lives up in San Francisco. The other one lives uh, down in Southern California. Well, it's basically the father and son's relationship, and the son's growing up, and he's kind of this great kid, and he's this wonderful kid. Well, then he kind of turns to drugs. Not kind of turns to drugs. He, like, hardcore turns to drugs. And at first, it starts out, it's just marijuana, so it's like, you know, light uses of drugs. And the dad's kind of like, all right, well, you know, when I was a kid, I experimented with drugs too. And, you know, these are the things that I went through. So how hard can I be on my son who's also trying to experiment? And then it turns into the son just becomes hardcore addicted to drugs. And it's basically about how the son um, and the father's relationship really you know, kind of they separate because the father is so disappointed in the son, but also he wants to help them. And the son is, he's young and he's on drugs. And so he feels helpless. And so he just wants to push everybody away because drugs do that to you. I remember growing up, uh, I grew up in the South and I had a stepdad who was wickedly uh, addicted to meth. And so I know exactly what that looks like from the father's perspective is it's, it does something to the person, and you want to hate them. Like, I hated my stepdad so much. I To this day, I still, you know, not crazy about him. But a part of me is like, it's the drug, it's not him. But in the, when you're in the moment, it's really hard to separate the two from each other. Because you're like, but this person is choosing to do these. It's choosing to act the way they're acting. And he, he's choosing to treat the people around him in this way, it's really quite disturbing. Uh, but I, I really recommend the book. So if you like reading, really check out Beautiful Boy. Uh, it really means a lot. I, I ended up finding uh, Five Feet Apart, and I have started reading that. I'm only, I think I'm only like three chapters in. So it's adorably sweet already. 
but I will definitely keep you posted on how Five Feet Apart is. But if you're looking for something new to read and you have not checked out Beautiful Boy yet, please check that out and let me know what you think. All right, guys, so that was just a quick tease for Straight Up With Donnie. There's going to be a lot more to come, so you just got to check it out. Straight Up With Donnie, follow me on Instagram, at Radio Donnie. That's Donnie with a Y. Or you can follow me on Instagram, Radio Donnie. Direct message me there. If you have any tips you want to know about dating, about fashion, about going out, you know, boy problems, because Lord knows I got plenty of them, girl problems, I'm an expert in that too, hit me up, let me know, or you can email me, radiodonnie at gmail.com. This has been a lot of fun, and I look forward to talking more with you. Donnie, out.